Welcome to the Intelligent Equity Podcast. The mission of this podcast is simple, to help consumers understand residential mortgage lending and the concept behind building equity and living the American dream. Now, here's your host, Ryan Kiefer. Everybody, Ryan Kiefer here, Prime Lending. Welcome to another edition of Intelligent Equity, your podcast about all things financial with a focus on mortgage and real estate. Today, bringing back a very special guest in, in more ways than one, Mr. Dustin Swigert, <laughs> renovation loan officer extraordinaire, coming back to us here on the podcast, as well as coming back to us at Prime Lending after a little bit of a extended vacation, vacation, shall we yep. call it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Still had all my emails, too. All right. 150,000 plus. In my oh, box. my goodness. Well, good luck with all that. Yeah. So. <laughs> But uh, thanks for being back on. Thanks for having you know, me. Uh, renovation loans, still a hot topic. You know, this is something that's been growing year over year for probably the last seven or eight years. We're seeing more and more production, both locally and nationally, more and more demand for, for renovation loans. Why don't you um, give us a little bit of a synopsis on maybe why that is for folks that don't know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the, I call it the new sexy word, right? Yeah. Renovation, it's the new sexy word. There's a lot of aged inventory. A couple articles out there. I may not be exact on these numbers, but... Um, there was a one pie chart showed that the percentage of single family homes built mm-hmm. as a total, huge, I think more than 70% prior to 1950. Wow. And you only have a short, you know, small sliver from mm-hmm. 2000 to 2010. Right. So the reason for that is we have some aged inventory. A lot of mm-hmm. properties out there, over half of U.S. homes are in need of repairs, updates, or some type of remodeling. Sure. So this is a great opportunity if right. you want to go out and find one of these fixer uppers, so to speak. Right. Fix it up, build some equity and get into a nice home and personalize and customize it. Maybe fix some issues that scares other people away, whether it's structural, sagging floors, Mm -hmm. sagging roof, et cetera. But it poses a great opportunity to build some equity. Yeah. Well, and the house is built, you know, that's a crazy stat. So 70% of homes in the U.S. built before 1950, which in some ways that might be a good thing because, as they say, they don't make them like they used to. (laughs) As you know, the the bones of some of these houses and, you know, know, the the boards and everything that they Mm -hmm. use can be better quality Mm -hmm. construction versus what's out there now. Not always, but in a lot of cases. So, but they need some TLC. You know, I've I've seen some houses, as I'm sure you have recently, that that have turned over and, you know, like a time warp. It looks like you just stepped into the 1970s. (laughs) Shag carpet and the whole nine yards. Olive so. yeah. colors in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. they got the uh, olive green appliances in the kitchen and stuff. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're so far out, it's almost back in. Yeah, that's know? right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So. Yep. so it's great, man. I uh, A couple projects, even down in the inner cities, you see mm-hmm. a lot of multifamily buildings. Right. Um, some of the cities, not all, they're buying these vacant buildings. They're demoing them. Mm-hmm. So they're down to the studs. Right. Great bones. Sure. And you're able to pick these things up sometimes for 20 grand. And I'll give yep. you an example of one I did. Uh, 17.5 purchase price, $320,000 worth of renovations. So they bought it for 17,000. We financed in 320,000 worth of renovations. Yes, it was worth well yeah. over 400 when it was done. Goodness. Three unit, so we put it all back together as a three unit. Lived in one unit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Rented two other units when it was done for 800 a piece. Right. Total mortgage payment was 1950. Yeah. So 350 so out of his they pocket. They walked in instant equity, and somebody else is making the mortgage payments. Absolutely, and he couldn't occupy right away, so yeah. we were able to finance six months of mortgage payments until everything was done. Crazy. And he can move in. It's crazy. So it's not like the TV shows where you have to have all that money out of pocket, <laughs> right? right? You no, know, no. Or, or they don't talk about how they finance it. They just show you all this great work right. that was done. Exactly. But, but, but all the nice editing. Yeah. Don't mention uh, how the people came up with that three hundred grand. Mm-hmm. You know, we can lend it to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were mentioning earlier to me before uh, we were rolling here about um, the millennials that are out there mm-hmm. and how they're starting to buy some fixer uppers. Absolutely. Yeah. So HGTV. Everybody likes to watch HGTV. Mm-hmm. Talking about those shows. 
they did a little bit of research on millennials, and obviously 75 million strong, gonna be buying houses. They, they were doing a study showing that they are more likely to buy a fixer-upper mm -hmm. because of the student loan debt. Yeah. So okay. because of debt ratios and things like yeah, that. Makes sense. They're going to go for fixer-uppers. Money's a little more tight because of Money's all the, the student loans. Okay. Absolutely. So that they can sense. buy a house for 50, 60 grand, put 50 or 60 grand into it, have a nice house right. with an affordable payment. Sure. Well, and you know, that also solves another issue that's out there, as we've talked a lot recently, that there's an inventory issue, especially mm -hmm. on starter homes. Um, you know, that 100, 150, maybe even $200,000 range that some of the millennials are mm -hmm. purchasing right now. There's not a lot of quality inventory out there. You know, there's probably two months or less worth of inventory when you're looking at that specific price mm -hmm. point. In a normal or healthy market, it's about six months worth of inventory. Mm -hmm. You know, overall inventory locally is right around four months, but it's a tale of two markets. Yeah. It's about two months for the, the starter homes and five to six months more of a normal market for your $400,000, $500,000 homes, that type of thing. So, you know, the what I've seen, and I know you have as well, when uh, someone goes in to write an offer on a house that's in that $150,000, $200,000 range, if it's a perfect house that's already been repaired and renovated, it's going to go gonna like that. Quickly. It's going to get multiple well, offers. First, it's probably mm -hmm. going to go over list price. And it's probably going to sell in a day or two after 17 showings mm -hmm. or something crazy. So, you know, what's left out there are some of the ugly ducklings, mm -hmm. you know, if you will, that uh, people can maybe can't see past, you know, the ugly paint or the kitchen needs redone or the bathroom or what have you. So I imagine you've been doing some of those recently. Oh, absolutely. And even some unique type of projects. I'll give you an example of one. Mm -hmm. I had a a gentleman that was buying a fireman's lodge. Looked like a single yeah. family ranch home, yeah. but it was a fireman's lodge, zoned agricultural. Yeah. So the zoning allowed it to be converted okay. from the fireman's lodge to a single family residence. He put about $130,000 into this thing. Wow. And it was huge. Yeah. And it was like 4,500 square foot or oh, something goodness. like that. Yeah. So you can do unique projects like that. Yeah. Uh, or even your 50, 60, $70,000 foreclosures, HUD properties, et cetera. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity out there for people. Sure. Sure. Condos, wow. manufactured yeah. homes. And low down payment options low available. Low down payment options, yeah. So conventional, 5% conventional, 3.5 yes. FHA, yep. VA, zero down. zero down, and we can finance in renovations over and above the purchase price. Mm -hmm. And the down payment is then based on what? It's based on the purchase price plus all the renovations. Plus all right? the cost, exactly. So, yes. Yeah, because a lot of people get tripped up on that. You know, sometimes they think it's only on the purchase price. Sometimes they mm -hmm. think they have to have a ton of money out of pocket. They don't realize everything we can finance in. Yeah, because we're appraising it subject too. So we're giving right. it an after-improved value. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, uh, so typically how long do they have after closing to get all the work done? Up to six months. Up to six months to get mm -hmm. the work done. And so also, unlike a construction loan, we're going to close up front. They're, it's a regular loan. In that exactly. sense, they're going to start making payments on it. But mm -hmm. then we escrow the funds exactly. for, you know, for all the work to be done. We release those funds to the contractor as the work is done, kind of protect them and us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we'll do inspections, make sure everything's being done per the scope of work. Now, if they can't move in right away, mm -hmm. let's say they can't occupy and they're going to be displaced yeah. from the home for, let's say, six months, yeah. we can even finance the mortgage payments into the escrow along with the renovations. Okay. Give us a, uh, what's something you've seen recently that was either a goofy one or something funny or, you know, last year or so. What, what do you got for us? Oh, a project? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, there was one I did in Newport. So, you know, you have the Central Business District. Yeah. And then right. on the outskirts, there's the Central Business District Fringe, they call it. Okay. Well, that's so a like mix. Like Hyde Park near? Yeah, here. something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a mix of uh, multifamilies, bars, restaurants, right. things like sure. that. Sure. And there was a property sitting there right on the corner that was a single family residence okay. that someone converted to a restaurant, mm -hmm. but now wanted to convert back. Okay. There's actually a couple relocating from California 
here locally because okay. pregnant, having a grandbaby, yeah. so moving back home near grandparents. Yeah, sure. And so they bought this property and they rehabbed it and converted it back to a single family residence. Oh, wow. This thing was 5,500 square feet. Good Lord. And they closed with, I think, close to $100,000 in equity in this thing. Wow. Because wow. there was going to be a That's developer that, that owned it. He was yeah. going to tear it down mm-hmm. and build like an office complex there. Right. But the city said, no, well, you can convert it back to a single family residence, which is what it was before. Yeah. And it turned out to be a nice little project. Yeah. And they put 180 grand in that. 180 grand in renovations, yeah. but also walked into an instant 100 grand in equity yes. on top of that Absolutely. after the fact. Yeah. That's awesome. And what a great area, too. I mean, that area is growing and, you know, mm-hmm. value's been going up. Kind of like OTR. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, been a, that's been a great area. Well, Dustin, thanks so much for being here. Thanks As for always, me. you've been uh, more than informative. We'll put your contact information down at the bottom of the screen here if anyone wants to get in touch with you on a renovation loan. But uh, again, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. It's been Ryan Kiefer in another edition of Intelligent Equity. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Intelligent Equity Podcast with Ryan Kiefer. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast and hit subscribe to get notification of all new episodes. 